Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek. And now the bitches are empty. It's time for hour two of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Jerzynski wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate. And Pierzynski not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate. And here they go. Step up to the plate for hour two of the Hot Corner. Posebnik getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Whoa. Bautista got all he could handle with that. Pretty solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome in the second hour of the hot corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that the Les Schwab Tires podcast at Tinny the Fan and the Odyssey app. Speaking of podcast beers on us, we'll drop tomorrow at 4 p.m. as it always does. So make sure you get that wherever you get your podcasts, including 1080thefan.com and the Odyssey app. Fair foul coming up in about 30 minutes. Uh, and we'll react to some more. Trade deadline stuff, and I'm sure this will ripple throughout the next few weeks um, on this show. But we should probably touch in on the local effort in the three and a half hours away Seattle Mariners, uh, who made a pretty decent trade for one of the probably the best starter on the market in Luis Castillo from the Reds, who are for some reason terrible, but have a ton of guys that people want. Uh, Mariners, uh, he did not come cheap Um, once this deal came across. Came across the uh, the wire. Uh, it didn't take a Mariner fan to know that at that moment they were out on Soto uh, as they did give up two of their best prospects in Marte and Arroyo, but also sending Levi Stroud and Andrew Moore. Uh, the Reds did very well in this. Yeah, they the Mariners gave up. It's been each website has their own ranking of prospects. So every time you see the rankings, it's always different. I'm just going to say on average, the, the the Mariners gave up like their one, two, five, and 10 prospects for Castillo. Mm-hmm. And I, that's probably a little bit over exaggerated. Maybe there's like a 17 in there or something, but they gave up two of their best three players prospect wise for Luis Castillo. Mm-hmm. 
which I said this earlier, that is an overpay for Luis Castillo. It's a year and a half of Luis Castillo because you get him for next year as well. But there is an addendum to that, and that is for a team like the Mariners with the circumstances of in the playoffs if we start right now and on the drought that they're on, that's not an overpay for Luis Castillo. On a pure baseball perspective, yes, way too much to give up. But for the Mariners, I think it was just right. Yeah, not to mention, I think he fits in really nice with what we with what we've always what we've been praising all this year and last year is clubhouse culture. I think he fits in right away. All of a sudden, his red dyed dreads are now blue. Yep, and he's ready there. He's got friends in the clubhouse. Uh, that helps definitely. And now you're sitting on a starting rotation that Mike doesn't look too bad. Castillo threw today, so you got an instant return and pitched pretty well against the Yanks. Uh, uh, he pitched sensational. Yeah. He um, gave up three runs. Two of them came on his 109th pitch, which was a hanging slider that was a two-run homer to the Yankees' worst hitter. It happens. They were already winning 7-1. to one. Uh, He pitched amazing today. Yeah, and let's, you know, we've talked about it. We, we assume he's going to fall back to earth at some point, but Marco Gonzalez has been a pretty solid pitcher. Your top three rotation is Logan Gilbert, Luis Castillo, and Robbie Ray. Yeah, uh, Logan Gilbert is your ace. You're probably your outside of Julio Rodriguez, the guy you're hitching your horse to the most. If you're a Mariner fan, Robbie Ray is the reigning Cy Young winner and who's been much really better. well in the last month and a half. And uh, now you've got a guy who throws 100 at the start at the top and you've got a six person rotation if you want. Can I can I throw you for a loop on this one? Your ace is Luis Castillo. Yeah, maybe he is. Yeah, maybe I. I I just watched both of them pitch this weekend, Gilbert and Castillo. And Gilbert got roughed up. Uh, and I've, I've seen Castillo a little more than Gilbert this year, which is weird, but I have. Castillo's the better pitcher. Mm-hmm. And Gilbert's young and, and could his sure. ceiling is, is higher than what Castillo is now. Castillo's in his prime. But he's your ace. To me, if the playoffs started today, you're starting Castillo game one, Gilbert game two, Ray game three. I, that's what I would. The think. reigning Cy Young winner is your third option. That's yeah, a pretty good problem to have. Very good problem. And to I have. think what's most interesting about this is Depoto stuck to his guns because he kept saying our biggest trade deadline value is Kyle Lewis and Mitch Haniger. And me as a Mariner fan, I'm like, I did what you just did. Rolled my eyes, and I was like, Every team go that get a bat. And they checked in on Soto, which they should yeah, have. Every team that doesn't make the trade the fans want says exactly that with whatever players hurt and coming back soon. Right. And, but he, but he said that like a month ago and these guys are back now. He stuck to his guns. The trade master stuck to his guns. So all eyes for me, when it comes oh, to you the, mean Jake Lamb's not going to be the player <laughs> of the future. Uh, I mean, five years ago in Arizona, he was a solid little player. Uh, Kirk Casale backup <laughs> catcher is not going to lead you to the title. Hey, he's been with Luis Castillo. That is best ERA of the season with him. Oh, is that why? Yeah, that's why. Um, So the, I think if you're a Mariner fan, I think what you're watching now for the rest of the season is not the starters. It's not the bullpen. Now you're looking at Kyle Lewis and Mitch Haniger. Yep. Because the, the one thing that bothered me about the Mariners, this deadline, and I understand it, you know, similar to the Orioles, which I think we should spend some time on as well. You are there, but you're not there in your process. Sure. Right? Like, you are in the playoffs. But next year was the year that was supposed to be the big jump, right? Houston 2015. Right. 
Uh, although I did, we did predict the Mariners to win the division this year, so we expected them to be better. But I think we also knew that not everything was exactly how Depoto wanted it. Yet. And I think we also expected Houston to have a little more of a drop off, but they are, are still not. incredible. Yeah, yeah, they're churning along. Um, that's my issue with it. Is I think the Mariners are ready to compete and win in a playoff series now. Sure, I, I that, would agree. I thought that before the year. They're they're going to be one of those teams in the American League that. That wild card chase is going to be if you're that the lowest division winner, which will most likely be the Twins out of the Central. You don't want to play the Mariners. You don't want to play the Blue Jays either. Yeah, but the Mariners are one of those teams that it's like, especially because it's going to be a three game series. Yeah, I'd rather not play those guys. And you look at those three starters, and they they if if they're all at their best, they're close to unhittable. Um, I'm frustrated because. The weakness all year has not been the pitching. So, yes, you got Castillo, and, yeah, it's great to have him, and you certainly needed somebody like that to to help you against some of the elite teams in the American League. Your problem all year has been hitting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I can trust Kyle Lewis to come back and be old Kyle Lewis because it's been how many years since he won Rookie of the Year? Two. Two and a half. And he, in his limited time last year and this year before around the injuries – didn't look very good. Right. Mitch Haniger hasn't played since. About the same since COVID and 2020. And that the injury he suffered was not going to limit his ability to swing a bat and play well, but you're gone for that long. It's kind of like you were riding high. You were playing well. You Haniger was hitting a ton of homers before the injury. And now what do you have? So you have your biggest weakness is your offense. You are in the playoffs, and you're going to make trades to make the push. I don't love that they didn't get really any bat that helps to supplement the lineup. Uh, even even if it was at the expense of a little playing time for Hanniger or Lewis, I don't know, maybe that's smart because they've been hurt for two years. Give them some blows. Give them, give them some time on the bench and, and have this other guy play. Always be adding if you are a threat to get into the postseason. Don't take it halfway. And I felt like they took it halfway. Who is the bat on this team you trust the most? Julio. A guy who's been playing for three months. Yeah, currently out. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, J.P. Crawford, up and down. Ty France, who knows if this is a real thing or not. Seems real, but. Suarez is definitely decreasing. Winker is borderline a bust. Up and down. Yeah. Um, Suarez is hot and cold. You know, he's getting hot again. He's hit two homers mm-hmm, in two mm-hmm. days. So that's good. But, yeah, the lineup in gym, I mean, Cal Raleigh's, Cal Raleigh's hit better. I just, that, yes, pitching is great. Mm-hmm. But you need to be able Full to staff. score runs. Full staff, not just starters, I know, but their, bullpen as well. Their bullpen's been very good. And, and Munoz has been really good in that kind of hybrid closer role that the Mariners are doing where Munoz Seawald Seawald will come in for the big, big boys no matter when that is. And then you use Munoz in the ninth probably. And, and he's looked pretty good. But it's just you can't lose those games two to nothing because you know who else has good starters? The other playoff teams. Yeah, everyone else you're going to face, especially in the American League. So that that's where my frustration comes in. I think Castillo is the perfect fit. He pitched super well today. I think he will pitch very well for you the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. He's just got nasty stuff, and he's got really repeatable mechanics, and it's just stuff that you see when you trust pitchers. Well, you know, I just me, wanted more offense. Well, you know me. I'm I'm going to keep tabs on this. Plus, we do it because we got a lot of Mariner fans out there listening. So we'll we'll keep up with that. You got a great staff. Uh, you just need the kids to hit.
and Julio to stay healthy and Ty France to keep this going and then uh, little pieces in because if you got starters and you got bullpen, you can you can make it happen. You can make it happen. The A's did it for 30 years. When we come back, we'll look around and see what other things caught our eye at the trade deadline yesterday while things were moving. Also, fair foul in 15 minutes. This is the Hot Corner, 10 the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Fair foul coming up here in about 10, 15 minutes. Stick with that. Timbers, uh, Nashville tied 1-1 and around the 39th minute. Uh, jealous that y'all are at the game, but you know me. I, I love being here. I wish the MLS would stop playing games on Wednesday nights, but must be a Wednesday. Uh, Mike, when you look around uh, at, at the league, there are some other things that stand out, some people that made some moves. Uh, let's try to be quick uh, to kind of touch on some of these, and we'll save some of the big stuff for later. Uh, I find the Phillies really interesting, um, bringing back Dave Robertson, who they had as a closer before he had to have Tommy John, bringing in Noah Syndergaard, um, stuff like that. Uh, this team screams to me, we have to make moves because people think we should compete, and I just don't think they're that good. Well, but they're in the playoff hunt, and sure. they've got good players. They do. They've got very good players, and Harper's back-ish soon. And they are going to – well, they're sorry, they're in a market that demands success. Agreed. It's a tough sports market to be in Philly, so I don't blame them for trying and going for it. I just, I just don't think any of this really moves the needle. Um, no, I guess not. Yeah. I mean, Syndergaard, if you can get him to find how to be old Syndergaard again, will be massively helpful for you because you've already got a good staff. You've got Nola and Wheeler and, you know, you, get, you add Syndergaard to that. If he pitches even close to old four, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't think much of anything of the Phillies trades because they felt like, yeah, okay, you needed some help. Here's some moves. Robertson's been good this year. He's pitched for you before. That makes some sense. You know, he's old. He also two years ago was terrible. So right. what are you really getting? But yeah, I mean, sure. I, I don't blame them for going <clears throat> for it because they're in it. Yeah, I just, I, I think for me a lot, I feel the way about the Phillies that you feel about the Padres. Like you're going to find a way. Yeah. Like, you know, as Jeter said, it's the Mets. <laughs> it's the Red it's Sox. Just, it's just the Mets. It's just the Red Sox. They always find a way to screw it up. And I feel the same way about this Phillies team. Uh, a team that I was very impressed by was the Minnesota Twins. 
The Twins are leaving their division. Their division is a joke. They've got the- surprisingly a joke. I mean, the best team that we the best team on paper is in third place and barely over 500 or currently under 500. Hey, but their manager is going to get fired. So that's a plus here on the hot corner. I hope so. Cause he was so. falling asleep in the dugout before the game started two <laughs> days ago. There is a clip of, it says zero, zero top of first Tony LaRusso zoomed in on his face. Eyes closing, <laughs> standing up in the dugout, eyes closing, falling asleep. What is what dirt does he have on Reinsdorf? He's got to have serious dirt. Absolutely on him. ridiculous. Um, <laughs> anyway, please continue the Twins because I agree. Tigers suck. Royals suck. White Sox suck. Guardians are sneaky, but they didn't do anything. Yeah, well, the Guardians never do anything. Right. Uh, they they kept unless, Jose- unless they trade a Cy Young winner. They kept Jose Ramirez, Hey-o! which is very unusual. Um, well, they got him on the cheap for like next five years. So, and the Guardians are. You know, playoff potential, wild card threat. They're one game back of well, the. They're one game back of the Rays for yeah. the third wild card. No, they're fine. They're they're a fine team. But the Twins are in first, playing like they did two years ago, and like we thought they would play last year, which is at the top of the division. I think we should put some respect back on Rocco Baldelli's name because he Agreed. got dragged through the mud last year for what happened. Guilty as charged, and uh, I think he's actually a pretty solid manager. To go out and get Jorge Lopez from the Orioles, a guy that not a lot of people thought was going to be available based on how well Baltimore was playing. Maybe the best player on the Orioles roster. I, right now. No, I disagree with that. But he was very good and, and was having a, a career year. Right. What, a sub two ERA sure. closer. Super helpful. They joined the Reds party. They joined they the Reds, go get party. A Reds player. They got Tyler Molly. Everybody had to go get a Reds player. And the Reds did their job and sold everybody, which is good on them. Um, Tyler Molly kind of sucks, but he's having a yeah, good yeah. year. You need another starter. He's That's an fine. eater. And they got Michael Fulmer from the Tigers, former starter, now reliever. He's really good as a reliever. So one of their weaknesses was their bullpen. You had Duran in there, and he throws 102, and he's pretty good. Well, remember they had Rodgers at the beginning of the year and sent him to San Diego. Correct. And now they've got two really good back-end bullpen arms to go with Duran or Duran, however you pronounce it. And you've got a new closer who already got a save today as they got a win. He got the save. And you've got two really good setup guys. You really need that in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they're going to make the playoffs. So I was really happy with what the Twins did, and and I felt good for them. And on the flip side, I was really impressed by the Reds. I really was. It's how you do it. And I, I, I read something today that really put it into perspective that said the Reds were the only team who was in sell mode that actually sold everybody. Mm. What are the Cubs doing? What are the Marlins doing? Right. Um, The Reds went, we suck. We know. Here's everybody. What are the Diamondbacks doing? What are the Rockies doing? You know, Kelly, Bumgarner, you had guys you could have moved. Christian Walker, Cattell Marte still there. Yeah, yeah, you had guys you could move. Did you know that the Rockies did literally nothing? Literally nothing. Literally zero trades. Aren't they the only team in baseball that did nothing? Yep. How's Chris Bryant look? Oh, he's on the DL. He's got yeah. plantar fasciitis again. He's coming back on the IL. What is the theme of this show? If he's on my fantasy team, he probably <laughs> sucks, and that is Chris Bryant. But the Reds... As a keeper. The Reds traded everybody. everyone. And the what I saw was the last two years, the Reds have fully committed to the tank rebuild where anybody who's playing well and or is good will be shipped off. If you've heard of this guy... Adios. The fact that anybody traded for Tommy Pham is a miracle. Um, and and he, <laughs> team that, I'll get to that team in a second. Yeah, we'll get to Boston in a little bit. But um, 
they traded everybody. Mm-hmm. And what I read was that the Reds prior to two years ago had one of the worst farm systems in baseball. They now have a top five class. It reminds me of the Mariners a few years ago. Yep. You know, the Padres were the same way a few years ago, too. That it's like all of a sudden, whoa, whoa, you traded. Oh, 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 wow. Oh, wow. And then you just need one to pop. Fernando Tatis Jr., Julio Rodriguez. Boom. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, some other weird things talking about teams in it that didn't do much. You know, the Braves didn't do a whole lot. They got rid of Will Smith. I'm sure Braves fans love that because he's been really rough this year for Odorizzi, who's nothing special, but he's an innings eater. That's fine. I actually don't think the Braves needed to do a whole lot. Well, the big trade was they got a close another closer. Well, yeah, yeah. But outside of that, like they didn't really need offense. They didn't really need a starter outside of that. You know, they got Rossell Iglesias, who's going to be great. For them, although Kenley Jansen sounds like will still be the closer, yeah. but he's in a walk here. Uh, but outside of that, I don't think they do much. The other ones for me, it's like it it's the Mets, you know, the Astros didn't do a whole lot. And I'm curious how those will play out. Um, because the Mets, I have to think Buck Showalter is saying, I'm good with what we got. We're getting maybe the best pitcher in baseball back, who had a very good outing this morning. Or was it yesterday morning? Was it yesterday morning? I think it was yesterday morning. So you're getting maybe the best pitcher in baseball back. That's going to bolster an already really solid pitching staff. Scherzer's now healthy. I would have loved to see them get a bat, but I don't know really what bats are out there for them to go get. It wasn't the bat that they were looking for. Mets fans are furious because they don't have any lefty relievers, and they didn't go get a lefty reliever. And the the Mets did a lot of margin moves, and I think that's a little weird because – We've talked about it on this show. The Mets are clearly very good, and I think a lot of that has to do with Buck Showalter being Agreed. the manager. Agreed. But as a team, they're still kind of flawed in mm-hmm. how they're built, and I think they could have used a ton of acquisitions this deadline to to make them better. I don't think Daniel Vogelbach, Tyler Naquin, and uh, Darren Ruff are the answers to the Mets' offensive needs being filled when when giants fans they're like how's your team look you're like well we got darren ruff and then they look like they want to blow their brains out if i'm a mets fan i'm not jazzed so that and i have plenty of mets fans friends and they were pretty unhappy yesterday they said only the mets could make the return of jacob Degrom into this aka a depressing day where they didn't do anything i don't think the astros did nothing i think the astros added at two positions of massive need Yuli Gurriel has sucked it up at first base as he he's finally his age is finally catching up to him. Trey Mancini in his first at bat hit a two run homer today and is much better than Yuli Gurriel. Their catching position, although being run by Martin Maldonado, who is regarded as one of the best catchers for a pitcher, sure hits like one twenty. Vasquez is an upgrade in the hitting department and is a good defensive catcher, not as good as Maldonado, but good. Vasquez is like a two fifty hitter, so that's solid and. You mentioned it. They got rid of Odorizzi, who's a piece of trash, and they got Will Smith, who's a piece of trash, but is a lefty, which they needed. <laughs> and he has no. You're been... my piece of trash. Yes. <laughs> uh, one man's piece of trash is another man's piece of trash, but he also has been good. Last year, Will Smith was one of the best holds guys in baseball. Mm-hmm. So if they can get him close to what he Last was, few years, yes. And as a lefty, that's huge. <clears throat> I think the Astros did brilliant small moves without really trading anything. And then the the last team that I'll say before we get to fair or foul real quick, uh, I actually don't think this is at fault of their own because they were in on almost everything. Nothing just was able to come to fruition, and that's the St. Louis Cardinals. 
They got maybe the MVP in Paul Goldschmidt, probably the MVP. They've got Nolan Arenado, who might go down as the greatest third baseman of all time. Uh, that team is good, and that team is competing. They were in on Juan Soto. They need starting pitching, and they just, not for lack of trying. Well, they did get a starting pitcher. Okay. To be fair, they got a solid inning sure. hitter guy in the middle of the rotation. Sure. But for a team that was in on a lot of guys. For those who don't know, that would be Jordan Montgomery from the Yankees. For Harrison Bader, who's one of the best defensive outfielders in baseball. He is although, the single best defensive center fielder. Although his at-bats are not awesome. Yeah. Um, he's also seems crazy. Um, I, I have a little more uh, sympathy for the Cardinals because I think they really tried. They just... Always a bridesmaid, not a bride sort of thing this year. It did feel like that, and they are very good. And They are very good. I think they'll make the playoffs because they're the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and they always make the playoffs. And they tried. If you're a Cardinal fan, you're not mad. No, you, and you, I, you took shots at guys. And I also think you, you're a Cardinals fan. You make the playoffs. You, you see what happens because you've got really good players in your team. And you also didn't give up. Their farm system's loaded. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're always loaded. But currently, they got kids. They got kids who look good. Yeah, and... So Montgomery going there will be helpful for them. And, yeah, it's kind of like the consolation prize of a consolation prize. And they got outfielders for days. Because nobody knew that he was even available. Sure. So it was like, ah, we struck out on this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. Well, let's call the Yankees. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we come back. Fair or foul is next. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. Is it fair? Oh, my goodness. That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. All right, this is Farrah We do it every single week at 830, and I'm excited to get to it. So without further Joe, ado, Joe, Joe, there is Joe. our fantastic producer, Joseph Fisher the third. I'd like to give some credit to Mr. Joe Fish for attempting to read my handwriting and doing it pretty well. Uh, I feel like it's a certain type of script that uh, bad handwriters can kind of sort of read each other's bad handwriting. And I actually tried to write that neater for myself. If that was in my normal shorthand chicken scratch, you would have not been able to read a word. Maybe one word. Yeah, I got hung up on a couple words on here, but uh, we're good. Oh, I heard it last update. <laughs> we're good. All right. Rice holders? It is actually more neat, sure. not neater. What? Patrick, come on. What do we do? Get paid to talk or something? Just sharing. Come on. No oh. slander. Just sharing. I thought I was the <laughs> uh, and just to add to that Vin Scully stat yet earlier, I have another one. Uh, at the time of his retirement in 2016, Vin Scully had called 7.1% of all no-hitters Whoa. in MLB history. He Whoa. called he called 21. 21 no-hitters? That's insane. Any perfects? Does it say any perfects in there? Uh, I don't see anything about that. I'm sure maybe one in there. you think he got bored of no-hitters after a while? <laughs> That's, he was like, he got through like seven of them, and he was like, another one. This one. Why do we celebrate these? Yeah, why God, so, this is guy, so well, I guess I get to go home early. <laughs> Johan Santana cool. walked eight guys tonight. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to some of the best teams in the MLB. 
one of those being the Yankees, another being the Dodgers. The Yankees have a plus 206 run differential. The Dodgers have a plus 205 run differential. Fair or foul, the Houston Astros, the next closest team, has less than 120 run differential. Is there that big of gap between one, two, and three? So you're saying the Astros have a less than 120 differential, not 120 runs less than the Dodgers? Correct. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say fair. I've done a lot of looking at the run differentials across the year, although I have not looked in about a couple weeks, so I don't fully know. I know that the Dodgers and Yankees have been light years ahead of everybody else the entire season. So because of that, I'm going to go ahead and say fair. The Astros are at plus one. Well, I'm going to I'm going to say foul. I do. I'm with you. I know the Yankees and Dodgers have been hitting absolutely incredibly, um, especially if your name is Freddie Freeman or Aaron Judge. Um, And I know the gap is big, but I don't think the gap is that big. I don't think the gap is almost 100. I think the Astros are still scoring runs. If you had to break it down right now and say, you know, in your top six, as we're saying, like those six, the haves and the have nots. It's somewhere to me right now, probably Yankees, Dodgers, one or two, you can flip them. And the Astros are, in my opinion, clear number three. And I can't imagine it's that big. I actually don't think the Astros are third in run differential. I think it's the Mets. But I don't think they're very good. Shall I continue? Yes, you shall. Uh, Well, the Astros have the 12th most runs scored in the MLB. Yeah, Yeah. their offense is their weakness this year. So, yeah, depending on the arms a little bit more. They are third, though, in run differential. So that was uh, true. That was fair. And the part about them being under 120 run differential, that part is also fair. Wow. So a 87 run differential between the Dodgers and the Astros. 88 for the Yankees. And the that, that's insane. And if you think about it, I mean, you add Jordan Alvarez. I mean, you add, quote unquote. But you, there, but, but you lose Correa and Springer over the last few years. Do Correa and Springer add that much more? Or are we just looking at insane Dodger-Yankee lineups? I think it's a little... Well, it's, it's lineups and pitching because the differential comes from great pitching, too. I think you're looking more at insane Dodgers-Yankees than you're looking at something wrong with the Astros. Alvarez is the best hitter of all the players you mentioned. Yeah. He's, he's a better hitter than Correa. He's a better hitter than George Springer. Right. He's a better hitter than Alex Bregman. Yep. He's probably not a better hitter than Jose Altuve, but, boy, he hits for power. And He adds more than Altuve. I think Alvarez is being criminally underrated this he's year. Beast. He's so good. He's also huge. Um, I'm scared of him like I'm scared of Miles Garrett. Yes. Yeah. I'm scared of Jordan Alvarez like I'm scared of Miles Garrett, and I've never seen Jordan Alvarez hit someone. You've seen him hit a baseball really yeah, hard. Yeah, but I've seen Miles Garrett and he hit has people. no emotion when he hits a homer. He just stares at it like, that's right, bitch. Yeah, and I've, <laughs> and I've seen Miles Garrett hit people, and that scares me. Moving on. Um, yes, and the next closest team after the Astros are the Mets at uh, 102 wow. plus run differential. So only four teams with over 100. Braves close with plus 90 run differential. Okay, moving on to um, 
possible Cy Young Award winner for the National League, Sandy Alcantara. He had another impressive outing today, going a full nine innings against the Reds. This guy just can't be stopped. Dude just pitches complete games left and right. He pitched against the Reds today. Fair, (laughs) Fair or foul, he has more complete games this year than any team in the majors. Fair. 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 I think I think I've seen him get eight innings pitched what feels like every start. So I think I'm just gonna guess that he has six, no, five complete games. And the next closest is a single team has three. Um, I will say fair on this as well, but for opposite reasons that teams aren't letting guys go the distance. Uh I mean we've seen a no hitter this year, so there's one. Um yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll call fair, but for opposite reasons, that managers are just not letting guys go deep <laughs> uh, until DeGrom man. gets fully healthy. Uh, he has uh, 15 starts this year of at least seven innings. Yeah. He has um, 10 starts with at least eight, and he has now four complete games this year. Ah, it's one off. And uh, that is one more than the Boston Red Sox, who have three. Who the hell threw three complete games for Boston? I guess three. That was a good guess. It was three. Congratulations, Mike. I'm happy for you that. However, who the hell threw complete games for Boston? I bet you Eovaldi has one. Uh, yeah, it was Eovaldi. I bet and you I got Pavetta has one. That's disgusting. that has been pretty good for them. Maybe Eovaldi has two. Eovaldi has one. Pavetta has one. And Michael Waka has one. Oh, oh that's right. This, this, this <laughs> I, I am like sick to my stomach right now hearing about this. Please move on. Nathan Eovaldi, Michael Waka, and Nick Pavetta. Please my, move on. The big three of the Red Sox. <laughs> what, did did Rick Porcello just win a Cy Young? Get out of here. Please move on. Uh, St. Louis has two, by the way. Mike, uh, is it Adam Wainwright? Mike Michaelis or Michaelis? Michaelis. Michaelis. Miles Michaelis. Sure. Adam Wainwright has the other. All right. Moving on here. Uh, Juan Soto, as we know, traded this week. Huge trade. Very weird because in MLB The Show this year, in uh, my player or my road to the show, Juan Soto, sure enough, traded to the Padres in the future at some point in that game. Really? (laughs) Yeah, because I was on the Dodgers. And so I played the Padres a lot, and Juan Soto was on their team. Showed up one day. Yeah, in like 2026 (laughs) or something like that. Yeah, so they probably signed him as a free agent. Should have put some money on it. Damn it. Uh, Anyways, Juan Soto, fair or foul, youngest all-star ever to get traded mid-season, the year that they were an all-star. So this isn't like, oh, well, he was an all-star five years ago and got traded mid-season. It was the year he was an all-star, youngest player ever. And how old is he? He's 23? Believe so, yes. 23. Well, I mean, I brought up Miggy. When was he traded? That I'm not sure. They won the World Series in 03, which is his rookie year. He got to Detroit. Like in 05, right? Yeah, because they did the classic fire sale thing. Was he 19? But was he in mid-season? that World Series? Well, we don't know. Was that's, he mid-season? I, right, that's why right, I was asking. Right. That's the one that I think of. The, the other thing here is that there could have been some rando who was an all-star that ended up sucking. Well, that got traded. Yeah. 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 But is not, you know, my like Joe, like Joe Mantiply for the Diamondbacks. Like who exactly? Whoa. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. I have no idea what that is. Um, he was yeah. the Diamondbacks all-star You know what? This year. I'm going to stick to the romanticism of baseball and say that Juan Soto is the only guy 
to be traded midseason while being an all-star at his age. And just for fun, I'm going to say foul. I do really want to know. I really hope I'm wrong. I want, I want to know who it is. This is fair. Ooh, but I'm, I'm gonna, I knew it all the whole time. I knew it the whole time. I'm going to read I'm this to you, though, because I feel like I worded it much easier than they did. Youngest MLB All-Star to be traded mid-season okay. the year they were an All-Star. Sounds right. And I'm just going to read it to make sure I didn't take it the wrong way. Juan Soto will be the first player in MLB history, age 23 or younger, to change teams mid-season the year he was an All-Star. Sounds right to me. Sounds right to me. Perfect. Okay. Does anybody else anybody else get traded like that? I'm going to look up this Miguel Cabrera thing. Was he uh, an older rookie, maybe? He could have been, like, already 22 when he was a rookie. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, last one real quick. Padres and Brewers, they swapped closers. Josh Hader heading to San Diego. Taylor Rogers off to Milwaukee. Fair foul. First time in MLB history that teams have traded players with the two highest save counts at the time of the trade. Say that again. So the, basically the when two. They traded, I'll say it. When they traded Hader and Rogers for each other, is Byer, or uh, fair or foul, is this a the first time the two save leaders were traded for each other in baseball? I gotta be. I, I can't. Why else would you do it? I can't picture another time that this would have even been close to happening. Yeah, right? Because contenders don't normally trade their star closer. Not which if you've is had why that it was many... so shocking that the Brewers did it. Right, right. Yeah, I'm in. Do you guys remember a reliever for the Orioles, Jim Johnson, a few years ago? I do, I do. remember Jim Johnson. Well, he has nothing to do with this fair or foul. <laughs> it is actually fair. <laughs> well, Nicely done. Well done. Well done. <laughs> but I do done. remember that one year Jim Johnson had like 50-something saves for the Orioles, and I'm pretty sure he'd finish out the year for them. I think so. that would be a record. Uh, it was It was up there. It might have been 40-something. Joe, we'll, I'm going to ask. We'll you scour one. the record books. I'm going to ask you one that we were hoping you would ask because we saw it beforehand <laughs> that we were going to BS about it and make it seem like we were really smart. Well, I'm surprised I didn't ask it. Um, this was from Sarah Langs on Twitter. She's the Sunday Night Baseball producer who posts a bunch of stats and stuff. He had 51 in 2012. After uh, 51, followed by 50 the year after. That is also correct. Jim so, Johnson, baby. My fair or foul question to you, Joe, is. Today, Brandon Drury hit a grand slam in his first plate appearance for his new team. Fair or foul, that is the first time that has happened in the modern ball era. That someone has hit a grand slam. In his first first plate appearance for his new team. Let's go fair, baby. The answer is foul. It's happened five times. That's okay. That's lame. Is it lame? Well, yeah, you were setting me up to be like, wow, first time ever that's ever. Well, I think it's amazing that five players in their first ever plate appearance for a new team, some of them were MLB debuts, by the way, were grand slams. That's true. I didn't even think about that. MLB debuts. Yeah. Yeah, that had to have happened. And all the names on it are complete nobodies, (laughs) (laughs) including Brandon Drury. Sure enough. Kevin Kuzminoff was one of them. Oh, he had a great. Daniel Nava. Oh, (laughs) who can forget Daniel Nava? (laughs) Jeremy Hermita. And some other guy actually had. Yeah, had a solid before. week and no three. I remember him. <laughs> it was 05, but thanks. <laughs> All right, we come back. We'll wrap this bad boy up. Plus, I got uh, the deets on Miguel Cabrera. And I'm going to absolutely roast a team because I like doing it. That's next. Hot Corner, 10 in the fan. Hey.
This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Okay, just to bring back in as we wrap this bad boy up, Miguel Cabrera was traded to the Tigers in 2007 in the offseason. He was 24. Um, so definitely one of the young kids that you got a fleecing for. And the Tigers got Miguel Cabrera and Dontrell Willis, although Willis was pretty much done by them by then. And where is it? Where is it? The Tigers gave up a bunch of dudes. Um, where where are they? There's a bunch of guys. Burke Badenhop, Frankie De La Cruz, Mike Rabelo, and a guy who never played in the bigs named Dallas Trahern, and then two dudes named Cameron Mabin and Andrew Miller. Oh, wow. That's a big haul, too. That's a big haul, and they, and they got all, two major leaguers out of it. Yeah, and neither of them were good for them. Was Maven bad for the Tigers too? Yeah, I don't remember. Or for the Marlins? Yeah. For the Marlins, yeah. Yeah. But wow. And then go look at Miguel Cabrera's stats. Jesus. Yeah, we were just looking at it in the break. Yeah, I, it's, I need. It's one of those. I need to change underwear. It's it's not really the same as the Albert Pujols look at stats, and you go, "What the hell?" But it's pretty close. It's like almost every year was 330 and better, and he had 30-plus homers every year, it felt like, and it was just, whoa. And, of course, triple crown. Uh, he is only the seventh player in Major League history to have 3,000 total hits, 500 home runs. Only Hank Aaron, Albert Pujols, Willie Mays, Eddie Murray, those guys are all in the Hall of Fame, and the other two guys are Alex Rodriguez and Rafael Palmero. Uh, we'll get out on this, Mike, real quick, and I know this will make you happy. We can talk about... Uh, you know, we can talk about uh, your Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino, and we'll see what that does for the Yankees. But one, two, three. Do the Red Sox suck or do the Red Sox suck? The Red Sox suck. Yeah. But I like, don't think I really had a choice because that was the only well, I option underst- you gave me. Well, I understand, but, like, you can't move anybody. You don't add anybody. Uh, You're in, like, they the, added gross, Cosmer. the grossest per only because – they are one of the non-ten teams on his no-trade clause. I know. Why would you leave San Diego? The poor guy. He's like, oh my god, I signed this deal four years ago, and the Red Sox were good. Now I have to go to Boston. <laughs> oh my god, what am I doing? Well, you know I how the Red doing? Sox have a very he is going to start though. Specific first base is a disaster for the Red Sox. Yeah, they've been rotating guys their left. Bobby right. Dahlbeck, Franchi Carnero. Fail, fail. Um. There is a prototype of Red Sox player in terms of their style and look. Mm-hmm. Hosmer is a Red Sox. Oh, totally. It fits. Oh, it fits perfectly. I feel like every player who has ever gone to the Red Sox looks like a Red Sox player. I am shocked he didn't leave Kansas City for Boston. Like, that is the <laughs> most thing ever. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, but this team, you need starting pitching. You need defense. You need uh, offense. J.D. Martinez is actually playing well and is going to walk at the end of the year, and you're just going to chill. You need to... You're in the hardest division in baseball. You need to sign Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts, but at the very least, you need to give Devers that extension yesterday. And Bogarts is going to walk. If Yeah, well, I mean, they're probably going to try to sign both of them and give them good deals. I know it's... Red Sox fans are, are furious about this, but if you are going to pick one, you better pick Devers. And... You better not let both of them walk because you're so cheap. They are now run by the guy who ran the Rays in in Bloom. You got money, bro. And they're and they're running it almost like the Rays. You got capital, bro. You are the Red Sox. But Do yes, something. They didn't pay Mookie Betts either. Mookie Betts wanted out. But they didn't they weren't gonna pay him. 
Okay, well, me bashing the Red Sox will continue as it always does. We'll be back next week. I will not be here as I will be Mahalo. Uh, But Mike and Joe will be back, and I'll be back the week after that. There's so much more to unfold. I feel like as exciting as this baseball season has been, it's just gotten better after the deadline. So a lot to get to. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Sprague are up next as far as local in the morning at 6 a.m.? Yes. That's nine hours from now. That's a full night's sleep. That's a full night's sleep. Uh, For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.